Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Talking About Birds, the only Cardinal podcast more fragile than an MLB umpire's ego. <laughs> my name is Nate Heininger, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Ben Samorka. What up, Nate H? <laughs> and this week on the show, we are going to... I talk about the players that have been traded. We're going to check in on our other birds across the MLB. We're going to try to still talk about what's going well with the St. Louis Cardinals. We're going to check in on our newly acquired prospects, and we're going to talk about the series against the Royals and the upcoming series against the Angels. If you have an idea for the opening bit, tweet us at Talk About Birds. Well, Hambone, we're here. This episode's yeah. coming a little late. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? You're looking great. You're looking like a TV weatherman. <laughs> what? Uh, ben, ben is live in the San Francisco airport holding his microphone. Yeah. Uh, it looks like you've got a breaking news coming to us from the San Francisco airport. Yeah. Yeah. Coming to you live uh, from the Delta Terminal um, yeah. in San Francisco International <laughs> right now. Um, I'm sitting next to a window that is filled with expensive wines uh, from wow. the great state of California. Duty and free. There's a, uh, a a weird black tarp in front of me, and uh, strangers walking behind me, probably thinking I'm a psychopath. <laughs> it's a good look, and again, yeah. to our listeners, you know, if you've ever questioned our commitment. Uh, look at what Ben is doing right now. It, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yes. and the the uh, ironic part about the whole thing too is that you're actually flying to me. You are yeah. coming to stay in my home tonight. Yes, but we are recording with you sitting in the corner of an airport. Well, so. you know, I was I, I I'm gonna need my Z's tonight. I'm not getting yeah. into St. Louis until midnight. Yeah. Um. So. This, I think seats. this is the only way that a half decent show was going to come out this week. So we're, <laughs> we're making it happen. Well, I appreciate you finding a, uh, a, a nice little corner yeah. of San Francisco airport. So, uh, to our listeners, uh, he's in a pretty quiet corner, but there's been some crowds coming here <laughs> and there. So if you get a little bit of background yeah. noise, I'm going to do my best to, uh, to take care of it. And I, and Ben, I hope you don't get too much fatigue just holding a microphone for well, the next I've been training for this, you know, yeah. uh, drinking beers uh, mm -hmm. my whole life, raising my elbow up to my face. So yeah. I think I'm training for it. I am. Uh, I do think that there's like a non-zero chance that somebody's going to run up and baba booey, baba booey. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll see. You know, I hope I'm, so. I'm, I'm vulnerable right now. Yeah. What a hero. I hope someone comes in and thinks you're doing <laughs> something that like actually matters, you yeah. know, and they're going to like get in on a on a on a news report or something. Right. Yeah, I hey, would love it if you digital just, life, baby. Yeah, I, I want you to let's end the episode by you just walking around and interviewing some random people. <laughs> There's and, a lot of Giants hats here. I could I could ask people about, uh, you know, Bruce Bochy uh, and his legacy. I don't know. Yeah, but that, would, that would probably go over. Well. Maybe something um, more relevant. I know you're there for work. Were you able yeah. to uh, go to uh, check out the stadium or do anything baseball related while you're in San Francisco? No, I, I had a uh, like a work headshot photo shoot before I hopped on the mic and I w saw a sign that was pointing in the direction of Oracle Park. And that's the closest I got. So, <laughs> so no, okay. no, not at all. 
And this is what you chose to look like for your work Photoshop or photo shoot too. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I like, I don't care. Just, you know, yeah. you, no one, no one cares what I look like. That's fair. Yeah. Or at least IT professionals. Yeah. Right. Uh, all right. Well, why don't we talk about uh, some baseball while you still are secluded yeah. in this, in this corner? And actually, before we move on, uh, you said something in the opening that really pissed me off. And, I, and I've heard <laughs> you do this before. And what I want to point out to you in, in this time oh. is that the MLB is not grammatically correct. Did I? You're saying, did I, you're saying the wait. Major League Baseball. Oh. It's just MLB. What, when did I say it? Like for the, I, I said on MLB umpire. Uh no, you mm. said the MLB earlier. I'd go back to the tape. My the right. listeners know. Um, but I just wanted to call you out on that and let you know that you're dumb. Pretty sure I didn't say then the MLB umpire, but you, no, you I, said it you said it in different contexts. Don't okay. I heard what I heard. <laughs> and um it, and my brain tingled and I didn't like it. I had to get it off my chest. Well, there's no way for us to know what truly happened. <laughs> Good thing we're not recording this. <laughs> but you know what? Uh as uh, if I did, I'm so sorry. Whatever. I'm so sorry. I take it back. Okay. Whatever. I'm fired up. All, all of my RBIs. A lot of, more than one RBIs. Runs, runs batted ins. Runs batted ins. Yeah. I like that. That's fun to mm-hmm. say. Yeah. But RBI uh, is singular, right? So when you're yeah. saying RBIs, it, it plural, I think that that's fine. Right? Mm. No, I think or is, it's... Or is, it, it's like runs most. batted in. It's if it happens to be one, then yes, it's one RBI, but yeah. it's also four RBI, you know? Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm convinced. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> good talk. Welcome back to uh <laughs> grammar corner. God. Yeah. This is good content. I'm this glad is. that we've gotten you set up in the corner of an airport for this. I mean, this is uh, the show. So yeah, here we yeah. are. All right, let's talk about Mason Wynn for a moment. Um, I think one of the last Mason major <laughs> Mason, I think it'd be Mason's win. Mason, like a, <laughs> attorney's like general, a, attorney's general. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Wop, Whoppers Junior. Whopper. You know? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Whatever you say. The, the way you're holding the microphone directly to your face makes those uh the that psh noise. Oh particularly pleasant to hear. Yeah. Sorry. I, I am, I guess another thing to say, I am trying to hold the mic as close to my face so I don't have to be loud in a public space and draw attention to myself. So yeah. sorry again for yeah. the listeners it's good. and, and it's you. Good. Yeah, it's all right. Hey, um, I'm out here. I'm doing it. You're, you're doing it. That's, that's God one thing it. we can certainly say. Uh-huh. Uh, so the, I think the, 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 probably the last major exciting story uh, <laughs> of our lives, <laughs> of our lives after the most important week of our lives. Uh, no, there's still plenty of things to root for, for the Cardinals. There's still plenty of exciting moments that, to come, but I think the one that is like number one at this point, the thing that we're all the most excited for and watching is the, the seemingly inevitable Mason win call up. And right. we haven't really talked about that as much recently. So, um, just kind of wanted to touch on that. Ben, what are you, what, what's sticking out to you right now about Mason Wynn? Well, yeah, I mean, I think the reason it's interesting right now is because he just won the minor league or the triple A player of the, uh, player of the month, uh, and yeah. had a 359, 427, 750 slash line. Um, so it was absolutely 
dominant winning that now he's got a little injury a little tweak um so he's not being called up right away uh but i think i mean there's no reason not to at this point right yeah i so it's been quite the development because if you were following him in the minor leagues the first few months really first two months of the season if not three uh I was starting to get a little concerned about his long-term offensive ceiling at the major league level. There's no question about his defensive prowess and he would likely stick at short. And, you know, it was like worst case scenario. We're looking at a, a top level defensive shortstop, but now over the last month and a half, uh, if not a little longer, He's not only been a star defensively, he's been an absolute stud offensively. All of the questions about power, consistency, all of that have really been addressed in the last month and a half. Now, of course, you could call that a small sample size, but just the the degree that he's made the the corrections gives me so much more confidence in his ability to not only be a successful defender, but also a su- successful offensive player at the major league level. And the the reality of the situation is the only thing that's keeping him from being called up is that the Cardinals want to maintain his rookie status going into 2024. And you exceed your rookie status after 130 major league plate appearances. So if you do the math, the likely uh, thing is that he'll be called up a ra- sometime in the middle end of August. Uh, we all had a fun little scare that turned out to be a sad thing when when he got pulled from a game and and it looked like there was some buzz in the uh, Memphis dugout and it turns out that he was pulled for a minor injury. But the reality is, is he was never going to get called up at that point anyway. Uh, uh, and I think it's interesting, you know, you might call like service time uh, manipulation with this, but with the new system. I think Mason Wynn also really wants to win the rookie of the year and also probably doesn't want his uh, rookie eligibility given up this year for like a couple weeks of extra play in the majors. So like the new rule system is not a perfect solution, but I would say at least you could argue that Mason Wynn being held in the minors for at this point, I think, you know, an unnecessary amount of time at least there's some potential benefit for him because if you're unfamiliar with it, if you win the rookie of the year, you also earn a year of service time. Top three, top Top three three in the voting. Um, And there's, there's cash prize. um, And the club is given a, I can't remember. It's some type of draft pick compensation too. So it is like they kind of solved one problem and created another, but now both the player and the team are on the same side of that problem. And it's the fans that are kind of on the outside looking (laughs) in, which is like, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess, uh, I guess it's a solution. Honestly, at least the players are benefiting from it because like the previous system, it was just straight up. Like we're holding you down to pay you less money long-term. Right. Uh, So it was bad for the players and bad for the fans. Yeah. Uh, at least this is less bad for the players. You know, I, I yeah. obviously it's still not perfect. Um, you know, it, this is a new version of the problem, but it, it does feel like a step in the right direction. And it really is only a few weeks like that. That's not going to have a major impact. And for a team that's out of it anyway, it's not like we're right. demanding Mason Wynn to come up and shore up the shortstop position before the playoff run. So right. it's like, eh, I, it'll be OK. Yeah, and I do wonder, like, is Mason, like, 
with the team being in the spot that it's in right now, where it's like wins don't really necessarily matter. And actually wins are, are kind of a negative to the Cardinals <laughs> right now. So like is yeah. Mason Wynn kind of saying, ah, you know what, why don't I just see the triple a season out? If they make it to the playoffs, I'll stick around here. If not, maybe I'll get called up. I won't impact my rig- I, I wonder if that conversation, like there's a, a dialogue or if they're just kind of like, this is obvious uh, for for these reasons. If Mason Wynn asks something about it, they will explain themselves and, and everyone's happy. I can't, like you said, for all the reasons. I Yeah. Other than the fact of like, it's everyone's dream to be a big league baseball player. Right. The sooner the better. I, I'm sure that he is in a line. He's aligned fully with, you know, what they're talking about. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I imagine that there are some, restrictions around what you can and cannot say to players about their uh, impending call-up status. Yeah. Uh, so I would imagine that none of this has been said directly to to him, um, but I would also imagine that it's been communicated indirectly through agents right. or just like, Pigeons. you know, like, it, it, yeah, Smoke and it's being, <laughs> it's being, or he's just reading uh, all the same social media and articles that, that we all read too, <laughs> right. you know. These guys are also hey, he could be listening on the show right now. What's up, Mason? Come on the show. <laughs> yeah. You can play bird or boy with us. I'm oh sure you'll God. love it. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's never coming on the show. <laughs> I think if we effort enough, someday we'll get a real player on the show. We've just we've like loosely tried a little bit, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Uh, but um, I think we're like also both a little afraid to subject uh, a player to this what, show. Yeah, what am I going to what, what, <laughs> like? Duh, uh, what do you think of? Uh, so hit ball hard, huh? <laughs> We've noticed you've been hit ball hard and you also have been yeah. throwing ball hard. How do you feel about mm, that? Do you want to hear about how I throw ball hard? <laughs> No, I'd like for uh, Mesa Wynn to join our uh, fast pitch contest at Coors Field <laughs> next year. I think that'd be wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So we just thought we'd touch in on Mason Wynn. I, I obviously am, we're all incredibly excited about the call up and assuming this injury is is as minor as they're talking about it. It will be in the next few weeks. I think yeah. at the earliest, like you said, the end of the minor league season yeah. or at the latest. Sorry, the end right, of the right. minor league season. Yeah. Um, but we also thought it'd be fun, uh, you know, now that some of our best players are playing for other teams, we'd check in on how they're doing. Um, you know, we're going to continue to check in on other birds, uh, between, uh, covering the Blue Jays and the Orioles, uh, progress towards the, towards the, uh, uh, playoff season. We also just thought it'd be fun to check in on, on how Flaherty and Montgomery and others are doing. So, um. Ben, why don't you uh, you uh, start us off here? Yeah, yeah. I think let's let's get the uh, kind of bad news out of the way first, and then we can talk about some nicer performances. But Paulie D has been really bad since joining yes. the Blue Jays. He has got ten Ks, zero walks. He's hitting under a hundred right now. Um, the defense, of course, is still fine. Um, I don't want to say he's reverted. I'm sure that it's like there's a we we know how heady. Pauly D can yeah. be, I'm sure life change, geography change, hotel, all that kind of stuff is probably weighing on him a little bit, not to mention uh, the AL East is stacked and there's tons of good pitching there. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's uh, yeah. It hasn't been great for him so far, which, which is a bummer of course, cause I'm, I'm yeah. always rooting for Pauly D 
um, even when it feels kind of helpless. I guess <laughs> I know. Well, we've always said with him, like there is no middle ground with him. He's either right. on or he's off. And when he's off, it's, it is, it's rough. And that's what he's been doing so far for the blue Jays. I saw a tweet the other day from a blue Jays fan that said something to the effect of, wow, it just doesn't look like Paul DeYoung wants to be here. And my thought was that that's just how he always kind of looks. So he's, he's never been a like enigmatic player, one that shows a lot of emotion. He, even when he's hitting three thirty with a ton of bombs, he kind of just looks like he doesn't want to be here. So uh, I wouldn't read if you're a blue Jays fan and you happen to be listening to this, I wouldn't read too much into that, Yeah, but uh, you know, whether it'll turn around, I certainly hope so. um, Cause I can't imagine that they'll, like let that ride for very long. I mean, I know they needed something, but Bichette isn't uh, necessarily going to be out forever. Right. So they might, they might have to, uh, you know, sunk cost and go another option. Yeah. I mean, his defense might keep him there because Bichette's not the best shortstop yeah. defensively, but yeah, unfortunately you're, you're probably right. Yeah. They're in a, a like a stacked competition and there's such a difference between, uh, you know, winning that division and having to go into the into the wild card. So they're going to be doing anything yeah. they can. I mean, they traded for Paul DeYoung in the first place right. because of that, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. It's hard out there. Yup. So how about, <laughs> uh, how about our starters? Jack. Jack Flaherty. Uh, mm-hmm. His first start with the Orioles. I mean, I don't know if he's just unencumbered now, if change of scenery is a real thing. Obviously, it's it's a real thing sometimes. I don't know how often that is true. Um, And I think sometimes it's just things are start to go your way also. Like luck is luck is good and being on a winning team is good with a great defense. Um, And, you know, leaving the Cardinals Swiss cheese defense is going to help any pitcher out. Um, But I think the fact that we saw him sitting at a velo that is like his highest of his career in that start he's striking guys out and he was leaning on the knuckle curve um a lot more than he had in the past i mean he looked he looked great and i think people kind of looked at this as the orioles weren't doing enough um they're not bolstering their team enough when they go get kind of the what third fourth ish starter from a losing team um but i know this and i think you know this and cardinals fans know this like when jack is right he could be a top 10 pitcher in baseball and maybe this is all it, it took is him getting, getting new coaches, getting out of the, the St. Louis area, the St. Louis market and, and kind yeah. of refining himself. But I mean, he looks really, really good. He might make himself, he might add a couple of zeros to his off season, whatever yeah. he gets in free agency on these couple of months with the Orioles. We'll see, of course. Yeah. And you know, this could have, it could just be like, he was already, he's been trending up for a couple months and now yeah. it's all kind of, coming together could be that the pitching uh coaches for the Orioles had some read on him that the pitching coaches for St. Louis didn't have uh we kind of got that last year when the Cardinals acquired Jordan Montgomery he you know became better and he talked about his pitch usage and so maybe the Orioles have a have an idea on how to better use Flaherty's repertoire or it could just be two starts Right. And, you know, we'll see. But uh, I think it's fun. He's always he's one of my favorite players on the Cardinals. And I'm really glad to see him join 
uh, a shitty organization, but a great team. Uh, we'll talk. We'll talk about the, <laughs> the Orioles yeah. uh, ownership later in the episode. But um, what a good team he's on now, and yeah. hopefully he can help them. Uh, it would be a lot of fun for the Orioles to to win the AL East. Uh, so yeah, good good stuff from yeah, him. And, he and would be, he'd be the front of the rotation too, which is yeah says a lot of things about a lot of things. But you know, interesting yeah. for Jack and, and good for Jack. Also want to say too, just real quick, won't go too far into this. He has uh, like, like he, cause he always is. He's a very vocal player. He shares his feelings. And if any of you have been upset about the things that he has been saying, uh, I'd say get over it pretty quick because he's, he's been saying the exact right thing you're supposed to say when you get traded to a new, new organization. And I don't think he's been disrespectful towards St. Louis at all. He's been telling the true story of it wasn't fun to pitch for a bad team. And I'm now happy to be pitching for a team that's playing well. It's like, yeah, yeah, like, duh. duh, right? <laughs> so, uh, you he know, wants to win. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I actually think he could say even more and I'd right. be like, hell yeah, Jack. So I don't it's not a predominant opinion, but I've seen a little bit about of it out there. I'm like, no. He's yeah. he's great. He's yeah. saying all the right things. Doesn't so. offend me in this. Actually, it makes me like him even more. He, he right. really wants to win. Yeah, we we can't uh, enjoy our uh, Wilson Contreras coming to us and saying this is a better organization than yes. the Cubs, and then also say to you know Jack Larry, you don't get to go and do that with your, your right. club. So uh, anyway, uh, how about Jordan Montgomery? Yeah, uh, Montgomery has been, I mean, he hasn't missed a beat. He's just like, that dude is rock solid. Um, he steps into a, a really great team um, that has pitching questions. And his first couple of starts have looked fantastic. He's, I mean, he's doing the thing, right? He's eating innings. He's uh, moving his fastball all around the zone. I watched that first start and he looked great. Um, but great pickup by the uh, by yeah. the Rangers. And man, I just really hope to Roby gets healthy quick and that shoulder's fine. And this all works out. I know um, it's looking like, a like the Cardinals are getting a lot of praise for the trade and Montgomery is doing well for the Rangers. So it's like, this could just be great for everyone. How, how about it? W- won't it be great when all three of the guys we got for him, uh, you know, pan out. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, I, I don't think the Cardinal. They, they we talked about this uh, a couple episodes ago, I think, or, or maybe last week. But the Cardinals are going to have a really hard time losing this trade just because of how much control they've gained, yeah. um, as opposed to how little control they gave away. Um, but that's really the lottery ticket, that or not even the lottery right. ticket. That's the that's how you you turn this season into a win rather than just kind of a lost hunk of yeah. poop. Yeah. I mean, uh, being on the other side of it now, of the other side of the trade de- trade deadline, and we know there's likely going to be significantly more this offseason. Um, hmm. I uh, I don't know. I thought it was kind of fun. I would obviously trade uh, all of that for a winning season you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, in a heartbeat, like don't like zero question. But as someone who's just sort of a fan of the like, machinations of team building right. and, uh, and and trades and all of that goes into it. Like, it's, I don't know. It's kind of fun looking at yeah. all these new pieces and being like, oh, man, Roby, Sagersay, Rom. We're going to talk about a lot of yeah. these guys in the second half of the show. But like, it, it's fun. It's fun to get a bunch of new guys and and like and dream on them. You know, we yeah. already had a pretty good uh, minor league system. And and we were right. 
we were right that the Cardinals needed to go bolster their pitching <laughs> on all yeah. levels. Um, why it took Mo and Co a year and a half, two years to get where all of us, you know, armchair idiots or whatever yeah. have been saying, I, I don't know. I, I, it doesn't sound like we'll ever understand that other than they're just hoping and praying for the best possible outcome. Um, like they like to do. Um, but yeah, I feel validated in my, uh, ranting and raving about my worries for this team this year and next year. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need, we still need some fundamental changes for next year to be, to not just be yes. this over again. Agreed. Um, you know who we need to talk about maybe on the next episode is uh, Yamamoto, the pitcher from oh, yeah. Japan. He's very exciting. I know, but we'll we'll save that for a, yeah. for a later episode. Um, all right. Finally, Jordan Hicks, uh, now closer for the Blue Jays. Yeah. I mean, he's looked great, right? He uh, He's not striking people out. He's only had like four or five innings or something like that. Uh, but guess what? He's still throwing mid one or uh, low 100s and, and looking good. And I'm sure those strikeouts are coming and. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, uh, I talk about earning yourself some money in the last half of the, the, this 2023 season. <laughs> I think Jordan Hicks has completely yeah. changed his financial future and his families and his kids and his kids, kids financial futures by yeah. having a dominant or a very, very productive final three months of this season. And, uh, yeah. man, I, I obviously I'm like now fully rooting for the blue Jays to make it to the playoffs so that we can root um for Hicks and and uh Paulie D if he's still around um and maybe an exciting matchup between uh the Blue Jays and the Orioles and Jack Flaherty and um yeah I don't know it's it's made uh this final couple months of the season a little more um interesting there's a little more stakes on it uh by proxy I guess so I'm looking forward to all that yeah yeah absolutely um yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with uh, Hicks once Romano comes back. Is it right. gonna? Is it just gonna be uh, just a straight up return to Romano as a closer, or will it be some sort of committee? Um, yeah, Romano is tradition has been typically one of the best closers in baseball for a while now, so I suspect it'll be more of a committee. But we'll see. I mean, teams like to ride the hot hand too, especially yeah. somebody coming back from uh, from injury. So. Yeah, I mean, and I, I kind of look at Romano as or Romano Romano as one of the better closers in baseball. The numbers haven't always been there, but just stuff wise, I absolutely love him. And he's got he's he's got like that Chris Sale build, and he's super whippy. Um, mm -hmm. He's a lot of fun to watch. I like him. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it it would be a pretty electric combo having Romano yeah. and Hicks both healthy. A couple of guys uh, throwing triple digits. Yeah, that that works. Uh, the last guy we haven't mentioned yet that got traded. Uh, yeah, obviously a little bit less. He's not a, a career Cardinal like these other guys, but uh, Chris Stratton is actually crushing for the Rangers as well. Uh, he's actually thrown six and two thirds innings already. Uh, and he has a 1.77 FIP. He's only given up three hits. He's got five strikeouts. So he's doing well for them too. I mean, you know, there's a reason why the Cardinals got value for these guys. There was a bunch of good pieces that were traded. So good for him. So the rotation has been pilfered of all of its good pitchers. So now we're getting a look at uh, who's going to make it into the 2024 rotation. And uh, there's actually been a few okay developments here. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about Dakota Hudson first? Yeah, I think... Well, I guess first off, my like kind of overall thought on Dakota Hudson is that 
while in any other circumstance, I would say keep him in the minor leagues, keep him cooking. Uh, he can't contribute to this team, but we need innings. Um, and understanding what is going on with Dakota Hudson at the big league level, I think is super duper valuable because if he gets blown up, who cares that as we talked about earlier, that like low key benefits the Cardinals right now. So it's really not bad. Does it improve the team around? No. Um, but you are able to find out what Dakota can do. If he can make adjustments at the big league level, if he can be relevant and potentially eat up some innings and he's been okay so far since he's been making the starts he's got a high era it's 4.7 uh in the last three games that he started which isn't great but he's had some stretches like three four five innings in a row where he's no hit teams and looked really really solid um yeah so i don't know i'm not thinking like i would say the odds of dakota hudson turning into a viable starter for next year or the year after or whatever for any team let alone the cardinals is very low but I do think it makes sense to kind of do your dil- due diligence and, and figure out what he is and, and who he is and all that good stuff. Yeah, I, I kind of think of him, Zach Thompson and Matthew Libertor as all in sort of the same camp that like this is your shot over the next two months. If yeah. you can display a consistency and talent at the major league level, there's plenty of openings in the rotation next year. And (laughs) we don't want a rotation of those three because uh, with all three of them in it, because odds are all three of them are not that good, but uh, at least one, if not two of them, you know, could and maybe should be in the rotation next year. So uh, now's the chance to see it. And if not, if we go these next two months and all three of them like struggle greatly, um, you know, that sucks. And I don't think that's exactly what's going to happen, but it does add some clarity about their, <laughs> their role on the team and their long-term viability, which is what we've been really wanting to see. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, they, they kind of have to, right. Um, and I don't know, maybe a surprise will happen. Maybe Dusty Blake will work some magic. Maybe Dakota will just find something. Maybe any of these guys will find something, but like you said, we have rotation spots. So, Let's go. Yeah. Well, speaking of those rotation spots, uh, and you may remember one of my bold predictions for the second half, uh, you know, who seems to be really locking in his, uh, his position in the rotation is Steven Matz. Yeah. Uh, where's this coming from? What what are you seeing out of, out of Matz right now? You know, I, I, I don't know. It's, (laughs) it's almost like he forgot his game and then found it in the bullpen somehow. And now it's just applying that. But like, I, I would relate this to the, uh, the Corey Dickerson thing that happened last year where mm-hmm. Ali Marmol phrased it in a way to me, I, I read it as like Corey Dickerson realized that he just needs to swing hard and crush the ball every time. And yeah, it, and you remember he went on that hot run. He had like 11 hits, ten, in, a row. Ten hits in a row, ten baby. Hits, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, to me, it just seems like Steven Matt's like, isn't nibbling and he's he's got a 95 mile an hour plus sinker um and if you can keep that in the zone that's going to be great um especially with his breaking balls like the guy has stuff it, to me it's like it just a, a light clicked on with him and maybe it's confidence maybe it's stuff maybe it's it's something outside of that but he's just keeping the ball over the plate letting the stuff do the work and he's looking good he's looking like the guy that the blue jays kind of fixed when they got him from the mets and it changes the where he stood on the rubber and started finding himself especially in that second half of that season and the cardinals went out and got him you know 
for $44 million after that. Um, but to me, it, it seems that simple. Um, I don't notice any other changes other than he is throwing the ball over the plate and it's working because he has good yeah. stuff. Yeah, I was going to mention the second half of uh, the 2021 season with the Blue yeah. Jays as well, when he really crushed it. And there's a lot of similarities between what he's doing now and what he was doing then. Right. And yeah, yeah, we'll never really know what happened, but hopefully he can keep this going uh, because, I mean, it's a huge step forward for what 2024 <laughs> could look like. Uh, I mean, part of the problem the, uh, from this year was that Steven Matz was bad, you know, yeah. one of many, but, uh, you know, he has been a guy that you and I were both big fans of. We both liked the signing and, uh, yeah, this is, this is a good development. Hopefully it sticks. Right. Yeah. He's also a guy, he has like so few miles on him. And I know cause a lot of that is because of injuries and stuff like that, but you just, I, I have a hard time believing he's cooked. And then seeing mm-hmm. this resurgence and this this surge of uh, of production makes me happy. I think. I mean, he's been the best Cardinals starting pitcher since the uh, over the last month and a half or so. So yeah. that's been awesome to see. Yeah, and it hasn't been particularly close. No, uh, no, it hasn't. Especially with uh, Montgomery gone. Yeah, uh, let's keep it going with good pitching. Uh, Jojo Romero. Holy shit, he's been yeah. awesome. Yeah, like, it's great. I, when the when the deal happened to get Romero for uh, oh my god I'm forgetting his name Edmundo uh, Sosa, Sosa. Right? Yeah. yeah I thought that was kind of like a nothing deal you know we had too many infielders he's a toolsy guy let's go get somebody and uh, every time he's pitched this year he's looked really good I mean throwing 95 plus from the left side goes a long way but the fact that he's been getting out righties and lefties and they've been using him in the back end of the bullpen it's been super fun um, yeah so yeah I I'm I, or I guess I mean to say I would not be surprised if he's kind of taking over that Genesis or Genesis Cabrera role, who is now also with the Jays. He was traded before the trading deadline, um, but he kind of slots into that. And I think he has more control. I don't think he has more stuff because it's really hard to have more stuff than Genesis Cabrera. But uh, he has more control. He's staying in the zone and he's uh, I don't know. He's pitching great. I think he's got 12 uh, K per nine right now or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's been great. Well, we saw it in the game last night. He was used for the seventh and the eighth, and then yeah. uh, Gallegos came in for the uh, for the close. So, yeah. I mean, he's he's ast- essentially the setup man at this point. And Jojo and Geo, Jojo and Geo. I I've got a new nickname for Gallegos. All you right, hear it? Sure. It's Dude Waffle. What? Do you get it? No. Guy Egos. Oh my God. <laughs> Dude waffles. You're an idiot. Geo dude Geo Dude Waffles. You're an idiot. What a bastardization of somebody's beautiful oh, yeah, uh, last name. <laughs> hey, dude waffles. It's like uh George of the Rose. Or hey de, de la Rosa. Uh-huh. Um, okay, it's fine. I'll think about it, but right now I hate you. Uh-huh. I was I was saving it for the right moment to infuriate you. <laughs> Thank you. Got you Job well done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got me. All right. Well, Dude Waffles is definitely acting as the closer for the time Dude being, Waffles. but uh Helsley should be uh back soon hopefully, which Yeah. Be, which yeah, I nice. mean the fact that he's the fact that he's on track to be back and we're not talking about Tommy John or surgery or anything else or shutting down for the season is amazing news. Um yeah. That being said, it's a elbow forearm strain with a closer that throws a hundred billion miles an hour. So 
kind of believe yeah. it when I see it, but uh, I'll take it. He's coming yeah. back probably. Yeah. More and likely can, than not. You can maybe see the, what the core of the bullpen will look like next year. Also to think about uh, Vilking Rodriguez and um, uh, Zuniga. Zuniga. Yeah. yeah. Man, you know, that's, like I was thinking about that and things like the list of things that have gone wrong for the Cardinals this year. The list is super long. And I think we haven't hit on the fact that neither of those guys have really contributed yeah. in any real way this season as like I, I didn't think that they were going to save the team. But those are huge potential strikeout guys that just. Yeah. We too big haven't arms. seen them. Yeah. At all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, finally, um, you know, I have I have been. uh guilty of saying that I don't think that this guy is necessarily the, the, the best outfielder on the team, maybe the best choice for the Cardinals, uh, even though he's a fan favorite, but his play as of late is certainly making me wrong. Uh, <laughs> Lars, Lars Newbar is, yeah. uh, he's been looking really good. Yeah, he's been great. He, uh, over the past couple of weeks, he is now the F war leader for the Cardinals. And, uh, I think on baseball reference, he is essentially right in line with Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt or they're, they're within, you know, enough of a, a war, uh, or like a, 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 a fraction of a war that they're essentially mm-hmm. all contributing on the same level. They're in a war war. They're in a war war. Um, that's yeah. what I meant to say more concisely, uh-huh. but yeah, I mean, he is, he is, I mean, putting together an all-star season, um, even though he didn't get selected. Um, but he is, I, well, a caveat. I mean, Nolan and, and Goldie aren't having the normal type of season that we expect them to have. Of course. Um, but the fact that Newt is, you know, flirting with a four or five war season this year, potentially, you know, assuming he stays healthy and he missed some time um, is something that we should be very, very excited about. The guy's 25. He's a lefty. He does everything well. Um, I, I, I don't, you know, don't sleep on him. Uh, even though he's got the most insane name in baseball, uh, which yeah. it was so hard for me to latch onto him because there's just something about the name that subconsciously it's like, yeah, but his name's Lars Newbar. How Newbar. he can't be? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How good can he be? He's um, like my, he's like my like D and D character, you exactly. know. He's not yes. a he's, yeah. Uh, if you're wondering, he is currently at. Uh, exactly three F war and he has 84 games played. Yeah. So some real easy math there. You're basically at a six war pace on a full right. season and six war is actually approaching MVP season. You right. know? So um, he's been great. And, and like yeah. his, his eye and his swing and miss and his walk rate and all those things are in the elite level. Um, yeah. and he's playing great defense and he's got a good arm and he runs the base as well. Um, he's kind of like a, like a, like a five tool player light. Like he can do everything super duper well or, or, or really well. Nothing like great. Lars uh, new bar is one. Sotoing. Lars <laughs> yes. new bar is one. Sotoing. That's the t-shirt right there. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, hey, again, plenty of things to enjoy with this Cardinal team. And yeah. also you get a little bit of uh, when they do lose, you can just go, you know, that's fine, too. No, it's good, and, actually. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I saw so, I think the Cardinals have a, a 10 percent chance if the season ended today, the Cardinals would have a 10 percent chance of getting the first overall pick in the draft lottery. Um, so that'd be fun. Keep you know, taking. how pit- 
Uh, so many people and teams will be pissed if the Cardinals end up with the first overall pick. <laughs> It'd have to be the first time in our lifetimes for sure. I don't know how long. I Yeah, let's try to look that up at some point. Yeah. Um, all right, well, we've got a few more things that we want to talk about. Uh, but before we do that, we want to remind everybody that this show is listener supported on Patreon.com. If you have enjoyed the show, want to support it, support the time, the effort, and the commitment. We got Benny Boy here sitting in the corner of an airport to Terminal bring you this. Terminal C, what up? Terminal C to bring this sort of hot content. Uh, we we really appreciate your support. Patreon.com slash talking about birds. Again, if you join, you get access to our private Discord. It's a great place to uh, talk to other baseball fans, hang out with us, talk about uh, the Cardinals and what's going on around the league. Talking about bird or patreon.com slash talking about birds. Uh, if you uh, want another way to support us, continue consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Now I'm going to make Ben in a public space tell people <laughs> where they can find us online. Hey, we could get another uh, follower walking by. Who knows? Guerrilla marketing. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at TalkAboutBirds. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at TalkingAboutBirds. Uh, we're on Spotify. If you'd prefer to listen to your podcast on Spotify, we got a TikTok. Check us out on TikTok. Uh, email us questions, uh, complaints of sound quality and, and background noise to TalkAboutBirds at gmail.com. Um, and you can find all of that by simply going to TalkingAboutBirds.com. Dot com. Again, that's talkingaboutbirds.com. Dot com. All right. So we've been able to get a glimpse at some of our new players over the last week. And uh, as good as it's been going for our old players and other teams, I think it's been going equally well for the new players on our teams. It's been yeah. a lot of fun to, uh, to check in on these guys. Um, you know, I think uh, one of the, one of the, more surprising ones was uh, Drew Rom, who made his debut with the uh, with Memphis on Wednesday. Went five innings, allowing only one earned run, one hit, two walks, and ten strikeouts. Wow. Is that Triple A? You know, like it, it, it's no slouch. So no, um, and, and you know, having you know been able to actually put my eyes on him and watch him, like I almost got like a uh, like a Rich Hill. Um, from him he's mm. got like the big bender he doesn't throw extremely hard and uh and yeah he's got dick mountain energy for sure mm -hmm. and you know obviously much younger i think he's 24 years old but looked fantastic in his first start this guy it, because of his age because of they acquired him because of this performance i would not be surprised if this guy is the first or second person tapped from the minor leagues to get another start at some point this year in the big leagues uh, just to get get more eyes on him, see what he has, see how it it, it plays against major league hitters. Um, but this is a huge step in the right direction, um, especially when you read reports. And before we looked at him, he was kind of talked about as like super fringy, uh, not hard throwing, uh, uh, command oriented. It's all of those things that aren't super zippy in a prospect report. It's not the uh, Takoa Roby throwing, you know, mid to high nineties with the nastiest breaking ball you've ever seen. It's a little more of a, this isn't a good term. I don't like this, but, a, a like a pitcher, you know, mm -hmm. rather than a thrower, whatever that bullshit means. But, uh, yeah, I think I'm excited about this. Yeah. One thing I've been thinking about is we've given the Cardinals a lot of shit for their inability to develop pitching. And their in inability to sort of put the finishing touches on pitching. Um, 
And that's been true for quite a while now. Yeah. That said, there's been this whole crop of younger pitchers that are coming up, Tinkens, uh, Grevy, Graceffo, et cetera, that, you know, have made you start to think, okay, is there like, is, is Randy Flores and crew, like, have they turned the corner? Now we just have to wait for that development to, to conclude, right. to see that the problem is actually fixed. And all these guys that the Cardinals targeted went out and traded for, it's going to be really interesting because I think it's going to be a pretty good barometer on the Cardinal on two things, the Cardinals, uh, like player scouting, yeah. uh, which we've, said they've been pretty bad at from a free agent standpoint, but when it comes to going out and trading for guys, they've generally been pretty good at it. Some of the, you know, we look at like Juan, uh, Juan Yepes coming out of the Matt Adams trade, yeah. or, uh, you know, there's a ton of these examples of these like seemingly low level trades resulting in major league players. So what happens from all these guys, a uh, Kloffenstein, uh, Rom, uh, Robert say like all of these guys, it's going to be a really good test on uh, yeah. is, is the Cardinal are the Cardinals better now at identifying pitchers and turning it into major league level. Uh, and I mean, this is only one start who knows, you know, but it, it is a positive development. If, if Rom turns out to be something good, then I think we should feel pretty good about guys like a um, or, you know, some, uh, who's the, who's the, uh, the older guy that they got uh, Sagasse. Yeah. Prieto uh, is a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm trying to trying to remember my brain. Is so the, the reliever that they get. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the reliever. Yeah. Oh, God. It's 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 not in my brain right now. Um, but while I'm I'm trying to think of that, I also want to say that uh, Sagase and Prieto um, have, you know, they've I think they've only had a couple of games. Um, but looked pretty solid. Uh, Prieto mm-hmm. has hit his first Cardinal home run. Um, they're both in triple A. And I, I, you know, we talked about this when they were traded for. These are guys that are, uh, I, I think, highly likely to fill out the big league roster at some point, either next year or in the very yeah. near future. And being that, you know, a, a not impact player, but guys that get two to 300 at bats and, and maybe hit around 300 and, and play all over the field. And, you know, there's got, not going to be much power, um, but production. Um, yeah. So I, I'm excited about all those things. Of course, still. My my eyes are set on Roby when he gets healthy. I know what that's going to look like, but we'll we'll wait and be patient. Yeah, I mean it's exciting. You know he he's been he's immediately slotted in. I think most places are having him as the f- number three prospect in the Cardinal uh, farm system. Um, so uh, it's very exciting. Yeah, yeah, and his timing, like as far as like when we expect him to be in the big leagues. You know, let's say if Graceffo makes the bigs at some point here in September. Um, then Tacoa and Tink Hens are slotted to likely impact the big league team next year. Um, yeah. To what degree, what that all looks like, in- innings limitations, especially with Roby coming off of injury, who knows? Um, but, I mean, we should, should see impact very, very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, and they've been really handling Hens with, uh, you know, kid gloves. I think they are rightfully worried about his uh, durability and, and, and the innings that he's been able to pitch. Uh, I've been, I had originally thought maybe hence would have a shot at the rotation as early as out of camp next year. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be the case with how much they've, uh, held down his innings. I still think probably 2024 will be primarily a developmental year for him, but I, I would expect hopefully by the end of next year, we're seeing him start yeah. to 
take a crack at the rotation. See, to me, he screams Carlos Martinez route. Like, put him in the back of the bullpen and, for a year. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe stretch him out towards the end of the year or something like that. But get him big league experience and then let him build up. Um, Could be. I'd be fine with that. Also, like if the kid's ready to pitch in the big leagues, I don't know, maybe he's ready, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Well, he's 21 and pitching at double a with some high success, which is yeah, uh, not which bad. Is, yeah. Very, very good. Yeah. Uh, on the flip side to all this positivity, uh, Sim Roberts say he got roughed up uh, six earned runs in three and a third innings. Uh, but you know what? We, while we will not use the small sample size caveat for Rom, uh, we <laughs> will for Sim. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. and I, I saw we we should have Kyle on, uh, Kyle Reese on, but I, I saw him tweeting about the fact that Sim is, he believes that Sim should probably be in double A and needs a little more cooking before he gets to triple A. But I don't, I don't really blame the Cardinals for trying to push him. He was in double uh, A with his last team, trying to push mm-hmm. him up a slot just to see what they got. They can always make adjustments. Um, but yeah, he's uh, maybe a little in over his head, according to a friend of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to try the aggressive assignment, but if it's not yeah. working, we'll see. Um, but the minor leagues are going to be over soon. So we'll see if, if any major adjustments are made. No uh, doubt. All right. So <laughs> no diggity. Um, <laughs> so we'll continue to check in on these guys and, and report on it as as new stories come up. Um, but why don't we move back into the major leagues and talk about the series that are coming up? Uh, hopefully a uh, a nice, you know, a couple series here. We've got uh, two games at home against the Royals. Always fun. The high, the 70 series. Um, I wonder if C70 ever goes to the 70 series. <laughs> hmm. No, I, I bet he doesn't. You know, no, he, I don't think he. Yeah, no, he he, he doesn't care about trite things yeah. such as naming no. conventions and you know, mm. all that. And not puns and play on words or anything he like hates that. that. Yeah. He hates yeah. that. So we've got two against the Royals, uh, which I mean, you know, we've already played them twice. Uh, yeah. You and I both have some, you know, belief that they are trending in the right direction. Bobby Witt seems to have unlocked another level. He's looked like one of the best players in baseball for the last month, month and a half. Uh, and he very likely just is one of the best players in baseball, not yeah. just looking like it. Um, but this year is another year of, uh, you know, <laughs> calamity for the, for the, for the Kansas city Royals. I definitely, I, I definitely expected like MJ Melendez to have a much better year. Yeah. Um, I expected Salvador Perez to still have his power. I didn't think that would have gone, gone away completely. Obviously Vinny Pascatino being out for a good chunk of the year has not been great yeah. for them. And I, I think the real thing, well, first off, like, to just reiterate that they should be the Kansas city Bobby wits right now. He is <laughs> far and away their best player, but yeah. I really expected this to be a year in which like Brad Keller maybe took a step forward. Uh, Brady, Brady Singer. Singer took a step yeah. forward. Um, I, I just kind of there. Those guys are, they have good stuff. You just, you think that the pitching is going to come and it, and it really didn't. Um, and I don't know. We'll see this, this, I really believe the Royals thought that they were going to take a large step forward this year. And they somehow got worse. Um, yeah. Even though I, like you're talking about, like, I think they have better talent. They have a better manager. Um, sorry, Mike Matheny, but they do. And uh, yeah, it just isn't working there, but this has been a weird year. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's just hard out there. I saw a thing online. It was like the Oakland athletics have systematically dismantled their team in order to, uh, you know, 
force a move out of the out of Oakland. It's been a like a horribly disastrous thing, and they have this record. And then you have the Kansas City Royals, who are making a concerted effort at building a baseball team, and they have like the same record. So yeah. it's it's pretty rough. Yeah, that really sucks for them. <laughs> really, but does. hey, you know what? We're not that much higher than them in the standings. No. So no, we all suck. You know, we can't throw too many stones here. It, um, it, if the trading deadline was the most dramatic week of our lives and, and the most uh, action packed and, and all that stuff, I think this is uh, building up to be the the suckiest week of our lives. Yeah. With yeah. the uh, the Cardinals, you know, sucking the Royals, trying but sucking. Um, and then the A's not trying and also sucking. So we have, it's just a, a suck week. Yeah. Bunch of bad teams playing each other this week. So, <laughs> uh, but you know, the, the C70 series is always fun. And, <laughs> uh, so hopefully it's still some good games and we'll yeah. get, you know, if you go to the games, you get to see one of the bright young stars of the game there with Bobby Witt. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, the A's come into town and, what I mean, what else is there to say about them at this point? Like yeah. they, they they've got a few young guys that are looking interesting for them, and they yeah. have been they have been calling up some guys to you know like there've been some minor efforts at looking like a competitive baseball team, uh, but they're still you know really yeah. really bad. Yeah, I I think Langoliers is going to be good. I think Tyler Soderstrom uh, is going to be good. Brent Rooker has been a good story for them. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, Esteri Ruiz is a weird, flawed player, but very fun to watch in real life yeah. and on TV. It's um, it's basically you know we we've had experience with this with Billy Hamilton and the Reds. There's there's a huge uh, like overlap between those two players. Yeah, uh, absolutely. If they could just do like one other thing at even a league average level, they could be one of the best players in the league. But as it stands, all they are really good at is being really, really fast. Yeah. Uh, and the thing with uh, Billy Hamilton, at least he's a, a like a standout defender. Yeah. Um, that is not the case for Estuary Ruiz. So he's really, really yeah. fun to watch on the bases end of list. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I mean, one thing, a, one other offensive trait, whether yeah, it's like yes, a little bit yes. of power or a little right. bit of on base or a batting average or something, but it's like, no, they struggle to get on. But then when they yeah. get on, you know, anytime they get on, it's like a triple, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, the loser bowl, the suck week. Um, <laughs> there we are. S- suck week. Wow. <laughs> Exciting. Uh, Is that the name of the show, the episode yes. today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pro- it might be. Yeah. It probably yeah. will be at this point. Yeah. All there right. Uh, let's move into the league news. It's been a, uh, it's been a feisty week in baseball. Oh, Hachi Machi. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's get into it. So I think, I mean, there's two stories that I think are the most exciting this week. The first one being Tim Anderson and Jose Ramirez have a brawl, a real ass brawl settle up. Like they, uh, Tim Anderson raised his fist like an old timey boxer. <laughs> um, and, and apparently we don't know exactly. And, and correct me if you, maybe, you know, more information than I do, but essentially, uh, Jose Ramirez has a kind of hard slide into second base. Tim Anderson's covering, um, apparently w- what I've heard is that there were a, a couple of dust ups uh, and some arguments in between these two players in the past. 
And, uh, you know, maybe Jose Ramirez slid in hard. Maybe Tim yeah. Anderson said something that wasn't nice about, you know, Jose Ramirez's mom or wife or sister or whatever it might be. Um, and they straight up swung on each other. <laughs> and I have never seen this in a baseball game where the players square up and the umpires just kind of like, oh, shit, okay, back away. You guys do what you got to do. And they just let them swing. Um, and then if yeah. you missed it, which if you did, find the video. It's highly entertaining. Um, but Jose Ramirez kind of lands a, uh, a, a, a right hook on TA's jaw. And I think the call by the uh, play-by-play announcer was Anderson down, Anderson down. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, yeah. he saw stars. He, he, he got KO'd. Yeah. Not a, not a good, uh, moment for Tim Anderson on top of a horrible season for Tim oh, Anderson. I know. I, I think part of the reason why the umpires gave him a little space is they, they were really like keyed up and geared up for a fight. It like, right. I, I'm not stepping in there, you know, like that when you've got them doing old timey boxing stances, like I don't want to get punched by Tim Anderson or Jose Ramirez. I, yeah. I, I like both of these players a lot. Yeah, me and, too. You know, so uh, it particularly embarrassing for Tim Anderson, who seemingly started the fight yeah, and then gets, yeah. gets dropped. I, <laughs> I have not seen a punch land that well in a fight either. Normally, it's, uh, you know, I, I, door, I think was the last. Oh, time. yeah, that's a good, that was that's the last a good time one. We had this. Yeah. Yeah. And then further insult to injury. And this is the right call. Tim Anderson suspended for six games. Jose yeah. suspended for three. Yeah, uh, so he got his ass knocked out, and he got suspended for longer. So yeah. he's got to uh, take the L there, Tim. Yeah, I mean, I am always torn on this stuff because, like, I, I don't, you know, I, I really don't like to promote, like, yeah, like these dudes should be fighting each other. Uh, <laughs> you know, we've seen serious injury come out of stuff like this, and. It'd be a lot cooler if everyone was just cool with each other, <laughs> but you know, it did happen and, uh, it's, it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's quite the spectacle to see, uh, two of the most like athlete, you know, fit people in the universe go into like a street fight basically. Yeah. So, and in other weird MLB news this week, uh, the first place O's, uh, and the genius Peter Angelos, the owner of the O's, uh, decided to suspend their broadcaster, Kevin Brown, uh, for essentially just pointing out uh, the O's have the Orioles have performed poorly in Tropicana Field over the past three or four years, uh, which is accurate uh, as the Orioles have only been good for a short amount of time. and The Rays have been good for a while. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's so many levels to this that are insane. First off, that you would be so thin skinned as a billionaire owner as to hear anything negative about you that you need to then go suspend somebody. You need to up in someone's life, take money out of their pocket because your feelings were hurt. Um, but also it was reported widely that the notes that uh, or sorry, the notes that Kevin Brown was reading on the broadcast were supplied by the Orioles in-house PR department saying it, it was, they were really trying to illustrate, Hey, Remember how we were bad? We're really good now because we're yeah. kicking the Rays' ass. Um, come check this out. Um, and Peter, I, we we've shat on Peter Angelos for several reasons this season. This this is the I think the the top of the uh, uh, or the cherry yeah. on top. Um, I mean, what an idiot! Um, what like yeah? 
Clown, like, clown ownership, bro. Clown Come ownership, on. bro. And also, it just makes me think, like, if this is how he treats, like, a very public-facing figure over something so small, like, what is it like to work for this guy? He must be a psycho. Um, well, so, you know how I feel. Yeah? We got to take a big old bite out of him. <laughs> yeah. oh, God, just, have you seen a picture? I do not want to eat this guy. He's disgusting. It's and not decrepit. about, you know, it's about sending a message, Ben. <laughs> okay. I mean, all right. I'll do it. We just got to eat one of them. I've been saying it for a while. If we just eat one of the billionaires, especially an MLB owner, it's going to yeah. make real change. I, I bet it would. <laughs> <laughs> I really bet it would. That's, I mean, what a way to go. <laughs> At least uh, in the MLB, if a bunch of yeah. Orioles fans got together, I'm not saying you should go do this, but, but. if a bunch of Orioles fans <laughs> got together and ate Peter Angelos, I think we'd see meaningful positive change in. The MLB. I, I, yeah, the MLB. You just said it. There we go. Damn it. Oh, no. <laughs> you dumbass. Uh, all right. Moving on. Josh Young, <laughs> um, arguably the best rookie in the uh, American League this year, uh, breaks his thumb and will undergo yeah. uh, thumb surgery, very likely out for the remainder of the season. Um, big bummer. Just great player. Young guy on a great team. A super powerful offense. Um, I, I think that likely the Rangers will be fine. Um, especially with their additions on the pitching side from the Cardinals and, and whatnot. But uh, just a bummer to see uh, a young, very talented player go down like this. Yeah, agree 100%. And it it is, uh, you know, he was the front runner, I would say, for the AL Rookie of the Year. The race yeah. has gotten a little tighter. Um, Henderson has done really well, and Yoshida for the Red Sox has been really right. good as as well. But, like, you know. It, it very well has very likely has ended that for him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's Big a bummer. Sad. I like the Rangers. Yeah. yeah, they're fun to watch. Um, That ballpark is bad, though. Uh, The yeah. Padres have shut down Joe Musgrove with shoulder inflammation. We're still waiting on more information to that. But, uh, you know, as, as far as the Padres kind of turning their season around and making that late season push, this is probably one of the worst players to yeah. lose at this point, just of like where the redundancies are, where where their team is good and strong, and uh, Joe's Joe's really really good, um, and this is really bad news. Yeah, uh, they're like the Mets. It's another yeah. one of these like you know seemingly handcrafted super teams that just can't get it together. Yeah, uh, I yeah. just I, they they're too good, and, and like the season that uh, Hassan Kim is having. The season that Juan Soto is having, the season that the Fernando Tatis, Blake Snell is having a great bounce back year. I mean, they're yeah. getting significant contributions from Gary Sanchez. Um, like it doesn't like you look yeah. at this team, it does not make sense why they have a sub five hundred record. Um, other than, you know, they they're running into some health issues like like we just mentioned with Musgrove. Um, but yeah, I I just really expected a lot more from this team. Yeah, I think everybody did. So yeah, it's a bummer. I mean, I guess, you know, I, I like I like a lot of the players on the Padres and we like to call them the dads. Um, and it would nice. To, it'd be nice to see a, a good team out of the NL West that isn't the Dodgers or the Giants. Yeah. 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 We do have, uh, you know, we're talking about uh, Rich Hill, uh, Dick Mountain earlier. Yeah. And if there was ever a dad uh, to join the dads, um, That's a great think point. this double dad power would really, really drive them. Uh, you know, maybe he will overcome this joe musgrove mm. issue yeah through the power of dad to the power of dad makes sense 
Uh, well, I think that's everything, right? So should yeah, we go yeah, that's to, all the uh, all the league all right. news I have. All right, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, we got a return of a of a one of our favorite games. Been we haven't played it for a little while. Um, the Cardinals have finally updated a specific page on their website that makes this uh, viable. And uh, today we're going to be checking in on some walk up songs for the St. Louis Cardinals in another edition of Who's Walking Here. If you, you have not heard live, it, uh, if you have not heard this uh, game before, I have a little clip of a song that is used for a cardinal walk-up. Um, I don't know exactly what part it, they also, use. Also, pitcher entrances, right? Because I, I don't want to get tripped up on this. Pitcher entrances yes. and walk-up music. That's a great point. Yes, pitcher entrances and walk-up music. Right. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do it a little bit differently. Because, Ben, I know you're a music fan, so I thought I'd give you a little chance here, too, uh, just to see if you can actually name this song. I thought that yeah. might be fun. Okay. Uh, but mostly you're trying to name who uses it as a walk-up song or an entrance song. And to make it a little bit easier for you, this will be multiple choice. Okay. That, that uh, is nice of you. Yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and here's the first clip. All okay. right. Do you know who that is? I, well, so th- this is weird because I, I would consider myself a Drake fan. I don't know if I'm, I'm necessarily proud of that or not. And I don't mm-hmm. know that song, but I am 99% sure that that is Drake. Well, what I have here is it's a song is named Rodman and it's by Mike. Mike I'm with a Mike. period. Mike with a period. Okay. I yeah. have no idea who that is. Yeah. Uh, Mike, whoever you are, you sound a lot like Drake. <laughs> like so much so. Yeah. Um, all right. Cool. All um, right. So I'll get you have multiple choice here. So yeah. I'm going to make it a little easier for you. All right. So, who was that? Was that Brendan Donovan, Tommy Edmond, Alec Burleson, or Jordan Walker? Because Mike is probably a young person who I've never heard of, and Jordan Walker is the youngest person that you said on that, I'm going to go with Jordan Walker. I'm going to go. This is some Gen Z nonsense that I just don't understand, and that's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, this maybe Mike is the Gen Z Drake, and I'm an old man. It could be. I w- I'm the last person to ask that. Um, and no, it is not. Although your logic was sound, it is Alec Burleson. See, I th- I would have pegged Alec Burleson for uh, a country boy, for sure. Yeah. Well, um, I guess not. All right, moving on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's as All good right. as your baseball analyst. <laughs> uh, oh. let's, move on. let's move on to the next one. All right. Like this is what your life like. Try to live your life right. People really know you push your buttons like type right. This is like a movie, but it's really very lifelike. Every single night, right? Every single fight, right? I was looking at the grandma and I don't even like life. That's cool. I like that. Do you know who that was? No, I don't. I mean, again, I'm gonna sound like an old man again. It kinda sounded like Kanye to me, but I I know Kanye. Um, and I don't think that was him. So no, I don't know. 
it actually was Kanye. It I was? know it's, it's hard in these little 20 second clips, but that was Kanye. What track is that? Uh, Follow God by Kanye. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that, that helps with, uh, we, we know that, um, who still listens to Kanye, but also <laughs> believes in God. That is a, a short list of Cardinals players or maybe Cardinals, uh, baseball players don't think about it that critically. Yeah. I, uh, two players actually had a Kanye song as their walk up. And I was like, you know, he kind of lost me at Hitler did nothing wrong. So I don't know. Maybe, uh, no, he's, he's, he's cool with Jonah Hill now and, uh, everybody likes uh, Jonah Hill okay. right now. So it's, it's all good. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, let's pass some judgment onto a St. Louis Cardinal. Was it yeah. Dylan Carlson, Tyler O'Neill, Adam Wainwright, or Steven Matz? I think it has to be Dylan Carlson. That's the only one that makes sense to me. Yep. You got yeah. it. It was Dylan, <laughs> Dylan Carlson. Yeah. I mean, I suspect you know, that if I, I you don't... went to him and if you said to Dylan Carlson, are you aware at all about anything that Kanye has been doing over the last six months? He probably just says, no, I'm a major league baseball player, but yeah, I have, I don't know shit going on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, uh, we don't need to get into this conversation. Yeah. I've been such a Kanye fan, my basically my whole life. And then, yeah. um, yeah. Just can't even put yeah. on the record anymore. It's I know. He's, uh, yeah. Anyway, same. Uh, same. DC, maybe wake up a little bit, read the paper, <laughs> but uh, that, that's okay. Yeah. That's fine. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Same. All right. Uh, moving on. This one's a tough one. So hopefully you can get it. I mean, that they, should be every Cardinals walk-up song. <laughs> I know, right? Everyone ben, should do that. Ben is dancing here at uh, in Terminal C. Uh, well, Ben, who was that? Nelly, let's go. Hell yeah. Um, all right. Was it Nolan Arenado, Wilson Contreras, Juan Yepes, in this house we say Yepes, or Nolan Gorman? I think because wilson contreras likes to play to the crowd it just makes so much sense that he'd be like yes of course so i'm gonna go with uh big willie wilson contreras it was actually nolan gorman damn it uh, nolan I good know. for you good for you I, that makes I, me like him even more i actually put wilson in the list because i thought that would be the perfect misdirect because yeah, yeah you yeah. I th- for the exact same reason you you said it i thought it would be <laughs> yeah. wilson uh but damn. no it's it's a gormania rocking right. the nelly uh, he's, he, I, <laughs> he seems like a guy that just doesn't listen to music. He like, he, you know, we talk about Paul DeYoung not getting excited about things like Nolan Gorman can hit a 450 foot bomb and then look like he's got like, uh, I, I don't know. He, he like missed his flight or something like yeah. that. He's, he's <laughs> f- funny guy, but good for he him. He's probably like, like uh, yeah, just put a Nelly or something. You what know? are the people yeah. here? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> smart, smart. All right. I got two more for you. Uh, here we go. Oh God, I forgot this existed. You know, I like Dua Lipa. I like Elton John. I do not like that song. It's just like, Two things that do not work for me, but uh, yeah, Dua Lipa and Elton John. I believe it's Dua Lipa featuring Elton John. You're so close. 
you obviously got the Elton John part right. Uh, That's... And I kind of like Dua Lipa, but it's actually Britney Spears. What? Yeah. Are you sure about that? Well, you know, that's what it said when I looked it up. Uh, and it's what it said on the uh, website. So I'm pretty I, sure. I, but. I, okay. I'll, I'll believe <laughs> you, but I really, I think the test, I think you're wrong. Oh, okay. Uh, they did a remix apparently. Yeah. All right. I will be quiet. I know she did a song. Okay. Keep, keep talking. Sorry. I'm, I'm going to be obsessed with this for a second. Um. All right. Was it? Damn it! I lost, my, I lost my list as I was looking it up. Okay. Uh, Miles Michaelis, <laughs> Wanya Bez, Tyler yeah. O'Neill, or Andrew Kisner. Oh God. Okay. It's somebody who's funny. I think. Um. So that to me whittles it down to either, uh, Kiz or Miles. I'm. Or it could be somebody with kids. Uh, I'm. I'm going to say, because I want it to be true. I don't know if it is true. I want it to be Andrew Kisner, and I'm going to say Andrew Kisner. It's Tyler O'Neill. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Like, he is lifting the entire gym while he's getting a chest pump in, and he's just yeah. like, that song is playing on volume 10. <laughs> yeah. He's like uh. a single t- a single tear rolls down his <laughs> eye. Like to, to Tyler O'Neill, that's probably the most beautiful song that's ever been made. Yeah. Oh, I love it. All right. I, I'm actually mad or happy that I'm I'm wrong about that one. So that's good. Yeah. He probably listens to Gordon Lightfoot and uh this song over and over and over. Hey, legendary Canadian and then yeah, uh, yeah weird Britney Spears remix, <laughs> yeah. I guess, that we have out in the world. All right, last one for you, Hambo, and here we go. All right, so little clue, little clue there in the middle yeah, about no, who it is, but no but there's um there's multiple people involved in this. Do you know who okay. the main, uh, or I guess anybody else? Yeah, include? I so obviously Soldier Boy said his name in there somewhere. <laughs> um, and and there's clue. there's obviously some Dirty South going on in there. And with that short of a clip, I'm just gonna say Three Six Mafia, although I don't think it's them. But it kind of had that like Three Six mm-hmm. Mafia production. I was a big, big Triple Six Mafia fan in high school. Um, so yeah, I'll just I'll just say that. Well, you got uh, it's not three six mafia. Yeah, um, it, it's featuring two people, Ludacris. So there's okay. your there's your Dirty South and Soldier Boy, and then but the the main name on the list there is Jamie Fox. Oh my God! What? Who? Yeah. yeah. Who? So okay. <laughs> I. All right, that's fine. You listen to whatever you want. Yep. All right. I'm not. Is I'm it, not here to judge. Is it Juan Yepes, Dakota Hudson, Jojo Romero, or Matthew Liberatore? <laughs> I can't believe it's any of these guys. Kate, can I get the list one more time? Juan Yepes, Dakota Hudson, Jojo Romero, Matthew Liberatore. Oh my God. Uh, let's. There's no way it's Liberatore. Um, I'm gonna say <laughs> it's. I'm gonna say it's Jojo. I don't know why, but he's a lefty. Lefties are weird. I'm gonna say Jojo yeah. Romero. It is Juan Yapez. Oh my God! What? <laughs> Juan Yapez likes Jamie Foxx. All right, and Soldier Boy. Um, Don't forget to 
Wow. Um, are you listening to uh, Sexy Red representing uh, STL? Um, no, I don't know what you're talking about. She, she's she's the new hot rapper coming out of St. Louis, Sexy Red. Um, get on wow. her. All right, I will it's check like that out. Really, really dirty, disgusting trap music. But uh, she's from St. <laughs> Louis, so let's go. Okay, I'll check it out. Good little plug there. <laughs> yeah. All right. And uh, with that, that'll wrap up this week's episode. So thanks to Ben for coming in live. Uh, yeah. He's been de- clearly deeply uncomfortable for the last half hour, at least, just standing there <laughs> holding the microphone. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, sitting uh, crisscross applesauce on the ground <laughs> facing the wall. So uh, I, I'm so happy to be here today. Yep. And, uh, uh, and I'll see you in like uh, seven hours or so. Yeah. So have yeah. a good flight to our listeners. Thank you again. Uh, p- patreon.com slash talking about birds uh, this is suck week we've got some bad teams <laughs> coming in town so hopefully it's still some good games uh, yeah. and the Cardinals can play up to the level of the, the A's and the of the suck meet the suck yeah. at where that's sucking yeah. and uh, we'll be back next week uh, hopefully at our same normal time and uh, until next week go Cardinals uh, thank you bye